Hello world. Welcome back to my one-person podcast, Bible Abridged. Today's episode is special in that it's the 30th episode and also the beginning of Deuteronomy. And I suppose neither of those things are special. Today's episode is brought to you by Dietin Barbershop. It's a barbershop here in Brooklyn, and they cut my hair, and I look great. So you should go there too. Anyways, here we go. Deuteronomy 1. So here we fast-forwarded quite a bit, because last we were fucking with Moses and them, it was like only a few years into the whole wandering around the desert thing. Now they're at the end of year 40. So they just come off another victory against a couple different kings who probably didn't exist in real life, like the Og king of Bashan and this other guy, Sihon. Now Moses made sure to write down that the tribe of Israel was pretty spread out at this time. In fact, it took 11 days to get from one end of where the Israelites were to the other. This being Horeb and Kadash Barnea, which were allegedly on opposite sides of the Sinai Peninsula, which takes about three days to cross. So anyways, God, or more likely Moses, told the Israelites yet again to pack up camp and get going to the Promised Land. Now that it had been a longer amount of time than the average lifespan back then of them wandering around the fucking desert, now it was time to go in and take this land over. So side note, I am aware of the theory that the word 40 was also used to say many, but it literally says in the 11th month of the 40th year, so we're going to go with that then. The last two and a half books were the first two years. We skipped over 38 years, and now we're at year 40. Good. So before they headed out, Moses decided to remind them that all those years ago, he'd appointed different leaders, priests and judges, and that everyone seemed to be pretty on board with that. It was probably a coincidence that everyone who was vocal against Moses in any way, shape, or form was fucking dead now. He then reminded everyone of how they got scared sometimes and also complained when things seemed impossible. He told them that because they were <laughs> he told them that because they were not perfect all the time and had regular human responses to scary situations, that had pissed God off so bad that all the hundreds of thousands of people he brought out of Egypt, none of them could go to the promised land, except this one guy named Caleb. That included himself as well. Because the Israelites got scared of not having any water in one of the hottest and driest places on earth, and Moses hit a rock with his stick, which is a thing God told him to do previously. Moses wasn't even allowed to see his fucking 40-year-long journey through. He then reminded them of when they tried to attack an enemy and God decided not to have their back because he was mad at them for something that day. So a bunch of them died, and then God refused to even listen to them mourn because he was like, whatever, Deuteronomy 2. Well, Moses decided to remind everyone of the journey they'd been on and the places they'd been the last 38 years, as well as different battles they've fought and people they've killed. Deuteronomy 3. He recounted how they slaughtered so many men, women, and children, but of course, didn't forget to loot the hell out of these places, too. He recounted a few kings they'd slaughtered, including the Og King, which sounds very made up, and how he slept on a bed that was made of iron, 14 feet long. I suppose this was the Bronze Age, so iron was pretty new and badass, but... I suppose they're implying that this guy's bed was huge because he was huge? I'm not sure. Well, then he reminded everyone about the borders he'd drawn up in case they'd forgotten. But I guess it had been 38 years since he'd written anything down. Then he told the story of how he made Joshua the next leader. Moses told them, You've seen what our God can do to people who didn't do anything wrong and are just in our way. Well, God has your back, so don't be afraid. Just keep going and slaughter anyone that you fucking want. Moses had recounted how he was complaining to God about how he really wanted to see the promised land to give himself some closure on the whole journey. And God said, Enough! Quit talking to me! I'm tired of you! I'm not going to let you cross the Jordan because that, th- that one time you made a mistake out of just several decades of loyal service. But I am a caring and loving God. So I suppose you can climb your 120-year-old body up to the top of this mountain over here. You can see the promised land from there. Deuteronomy 4. 
Well, Moses reminds everyone that if you step on a line for even a second from God's good graces, he'll fucking kill you. And reminded them of Baal Peor and how God, or actually the Israelite army, but whatever, had killed every single worshiper of Baal Peor, and even that one guy, Balaam, who followed their God. He then told them not to worship idols or totems, and then reiterated for that, that God is God. Not like the other gods, but God with a capital G, which is not a letter they had back then. Well, he reminded them of cities of refuge, <coughs> which we went over in the last episode. And then he said that this was the law now, before reminding everyone of the last couple of kings they'd murdered. Deuteronomy 5. Just in case they'd forgotten, or maybe you, dear listener, had forgotten, Moses decided to go over the Ten Commandments again. Number one. Don't like any of those other gods more than me. I'm the best god because I freed you from slavery. Number two. Don't make a statue of anything in the sky or the water. No fish, no birds, no nothing. If you worship these statues of birds or fish for some reason, I'll curse you. I'll curse your children. I'll curse your children's children. And fuck, I'll even curse your children's grandchildren. Number three. Don't misuse my name. Number four. Don't do things on Saturday. Don't make your slaves do things on Saturday. Don't make your donkeys or oxen do things on Saturday. Don't even make foreigners do things on Saturday. Number five, honor your father and mother. Number six, don't murder. Number seven, don't cheat on your spouse. Number eight, don't steal. Number nine, don't give false testimony against your neighbor. Suppose it's okay to do it against someone you don't know, though. And number ten, don't covet your neighbor's wife or house or land or slaves or ox or donkey or anything. Don't want things you don't have, which is a thing that is possible to do. These are the words God spoke to me and wrote them down on these stone tablets. We carry them around everywhere we go. I can only imagine everyone in camp who'd heard this centenarian ramble on and on about this shit over and over again. We're just like, yes, we fucking get it, Moses. Jesus fucking Christ. And someone else was like, who? Anyways, he kept telling the story of the Ten Commandments, which you've already heard. And if you haven't, go listen to episode 20. Deuteronomy 6. Well, Moses reminded everyone about the story of Passover and explained different traditions to them. I mean, we've all been in a room with an old person who kept saying things we already knew over and over again as our parents tried to tell us to listen to them because they're passing down wisdom. Even those wisdom we'd already picked up somewhere along the road. That's basically what this book is, in, in fact. Deuteronomy literally means repeated law. But anyways, Deuteronomy 7. Well, Moses reminds everyone to keep God happy because they're going to need him as they go into the new land, have to drive out seven nations larger and stronger than them. The Hittite, the Girgashites, <laughs> the Amorites, meow, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, or maybe just Hivites, and the Jebusites. He said not to get scared, but charge in there confidently, and God will help you kill so many people. But of course, when you kill all their women, men, and children, make sure you burn their statues in the fire. And not take them home with you. Not even the gold or silver that melts off of them when you burn them. Otherwise, you'll fucking die. Deuteronomy 8. Well, Moses reminded everyone that the last 40 years only happened to humble and test them. Even though most people who started the journey were dead now. And also, how much do you need to humble slaves? I feel like there are very few people out there who would be more humble than a bunch of slaves. Anyways, he reminded them that nobody had gotten any torn clothing or even swollen feet over the last 40 years. Which I think people just didn't tell him when they did because of how crazy he'd get when anyone complained about anything. He told everyone that they were about to go to a land that had fresh water readily available and wheat and grapes and figs and pomegranates. And all the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. And not to forget that God eventually got them there. And if they ever decided to worship other gods, 
God will fucking destroy the whole goddamn country. Deuteronomy 9. Moses went back to talking about how tough it would be to defeat these next armies they were going to go up against. With walls that go up to the sky, he said. And started rambling on about the Anakites, who weren't mentioned in the Seven Nations earlier, but whatever. Then he reminded them that God will help them slaughter everyone as long as they're good. But then said that they are pretty stupid. And then said that they're lucky that God likes them more than other nations because they're not so great. Just the other nations are worse. So Moses was an asshole. I think that's uh, been made clear. Then Moses reminded them of how he went on top of a mountain for 40 fucking days without drinking any water or eating any food, which I encourage all Christian leaders to try to do. And when he came down with all the Ten Commandments, everyone was fucking each other next to a sweet statue of a calf. God was going to kill you that day and start up a whole new nation. But instead, I smashed the Ten Commandments and went and laid prostrate before him with no food or water for 40 more fucking days. So 80 days in total. So again, Christian leaders, that's a challenge. Go to the top of a mountain, 40 days, no water, no food, smash some stone tablets, do it again. If you can't do it, then you're not a holy man. Then I went and picked up that solid gold statue with my old man self after not eating or drinking for almost three fucking months. Again, Christian leaders, another challenge for you. And I threw it in a fire and burned so hot it turned gold into ash. So hotter than any fire that exists on earth. And then I made you bitches drink that shit. You also pissed God off at Tabara, at Massah, and at Kibrath Hatava. I don't feel like getting into that shit. Since you've been rebellious against God since day one, I was asking for water and worrying about losing battles. I'm not surprised that God wanted to kill all of you. But I convinced him not to. And that's where I leave you today, with Moses rambling on like a fucking lunatic. So, check back for more thrilling Deuteronomy stories next week. And until then, why not go get a haircut at Dayton Barbershop? That's D-A-I-T-I-N. Anyways, thank you for listening.